once again to Bodices and Corsets, The Nevers Podcast, a weekly podcast on the television series The Nevers. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A, and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Going well. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri. This is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going? Oh, peachy. Excellent. All right. So uh, for folks who uh, stumbled upon us, uh, who we are, well, besides uh, what we just discussed, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, a network uh, that basically has uh, news every day on it. So release notices, columns, reviews, podcasts, all sorts of things. It's updated um, many times daily, so it's a place you should probably check out every day. Uh, especially if you're a fan of uh, entertainment and media and especially uh, movies. Uh, that's darkdiscussions.com. You can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And you can uh, follow us on Facebook, which is the Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group. Also, there's a Patreon you can join uh, or donate to the podcast. Uh, the whole news network is uh, completely free. for us. So anything that... Um, you could help us out with would be appreciated because it comes out of uh personal pockets uh no no major advertisers that we're we're doing or or uh any pay window that you have to get through so if you want to donate to patreon you just press the patreon button on uh, the darkdiscussions.com website, and uh, you, that will bring you to uh, basically uh, patreon.com backslash darkdiscussions where you can donate. And if you do donate uh, $5, you can uh, choose a film for us to uh, review on one of our uh, joining podcasts that uh, your co-hosts uh, are happen to be on, which is the Dark Discussions podcast or the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast. Basically, kind of do the same thing, which is uh, review genre cinema. Um, and that's a weekly podcast. And so if you donate $15 per month, you would get to choose three choices, or you could just choose the same choice three times. And uh, at the end of the quarter, we pull out of a figurative hat a, a topic, uh, and your film could be chosen. Now, uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up before we're uh, we begin. Anything? All right. So um, tonight we're here to uh, discuss the, I guess the mid-season finale. Is that what it's called, Kevin Barrett? Isn't this more yeah. of a half finale? It would be considered a mid-season finale. Yeah. Yeah. Half, half, uh, half or mid-season is the same thing, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what it's usually called as mid-season. But, it, you know, these shows don't run by seasons anymore, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It just you, comes from when things ran from, you know, the fall and then you'd get the spring. So, Right, and, and if you uh, live in, like, England, uh, they don't even call them seasons. They call them series. Yeah. Whatever that means. But, uh, yeah, so uh, kind of interesting. Um, so we're here to talk about that episode, assuming – it is truly the mid-season episode because uh, there is um, still some uh, reviewers or critics or major publications that are still saying they have no idea if they're actually going to create uh, another six parts or they're just going to let it go and disappear. But uh, either way, um, we do have some ratings. Uh, last week's uh, The Hanged, episode five, had 570,000 listeners. 
or viewers, I should say. And uh, this week, obviously, it's to to be determined. Uh, the episode called True, episode six, season finale or mid half season finale, or as Kevin called it, uh, was released on May sixteenth, twenty twenty one. We are here recording uh, the following day, Monday, uh, the seventeenth of May. 2021 and uh, hopefully this episode will be released on uh tuesday and uh that would be or i should say this would be our uh, hiatus uh or possibly last episode depending on whether the show returns if the show returns uh we will be back whenever that sex six additional episodes do return but uh until then uh we will uh be on hiatus, uh, but you can always go to darkdiscussions.com and listen to any of the other 30 or so podcasts on the network um, where you can hear uh, us as well as other uh, podcasters. Um, so tonight's episode won't just discuss true episode six of the season, but I guess it'll be our season or half season finale. Uh, so we'll do. We'll talk a little bit about the whole season itself. Uh, tonight's episode was, uh, or tonight's discussion, episode six, true, was uh, directed by Zetna Fuentes, uh, written by Jane Espenson, and uh, that's about all I got for that. So I guess we can go on and discuss uh, what we felt about the episode. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Um, I like the episode. I still think the first three were the best of this this mid you know season um it was good it answered some things um i think if if they were hoping to have a steampunk audience this might turn that audience away a little bit um i thought it was more of a return to form though from the last two episodes um and i thought it had a better flow and a better story going on than the last two episodes so all in all, I liked it. It's still probably number four on my episode list if I'm rating them. <laughs> so that's about it. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I um, not sure what I think about it. I, I I don't think I really liked it that much. Um, I, I agree with a lot of things Barrett said, which is uh, those who are following or like steampunk um, tying this weird uh, and we'll discuss the quote unquote weird stuff into the steampunk world, which by itself is kind of weird, but, but it's not really weird because it's a genre that's clearly defined and people know steampunk when they hear it. Uh, so that may turn some folks off. Uh, the, the story is, is definitely muddled. Uh, a lot of things are, brought in late or added almost as an afterthought characters knowing things and then how do they know and then they show the scene and say oh okay but uh but yeah it's and, and it's a completely different episode from the other five in the sense that it takes a big left turn from the original story uh and it's now making it into this bigger thing i guess but uh i don't know if i like that uh not that i was too happy with episodes four or five uh those two episodes kind of made me sour a bit even on on the 
original story. Uh, but this episode here really uh, sours my feelings on the entire half season. Uh, we, we, we don't learn anything about Swan. We, we, we still, I mean, it's literally everything is just like nothing was tied up except for maybe one thing. And, and even that was just bizarre. So uh, I, I was not that much of a fan. And again, it has nothing to do with uh, the acting. Uh, the acting was absolutely phenomenal. Laura Donnelly uh, hit it out. Kills of it. Kills it. Absolutely. <laughs> From, she, she, it shows why she's a really good actress because she plays uh, a regular person. And then she plays uh a mental patient and then she plays a superhero and i mean it's it's just it's just really cool uh her her acting chops uh so yeah yeah uh not 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 too happy with the episode but uh um it is what it is uh kevin yeah i'm i don't know if i would complete i i kind of echo with phil uh i mean i i still like the show i mean i really like the show this is I, my my view of this show is a lot like your embarrassed view of the last couple of shows, which was it was a good show, but it wasn't my favorite. Um, they provided answers to some of the questions that we may have had that we have, but I wasn't too happy with those answers. Um, yeah, I mean, as somebody who is in just who is a steampunk, I didn't like the turn that they took at all. Um, I have to admit, I don't like the turn that they, they took. Uh, it, it's an interesting, I mean, it was totally unexpected. I mean, when I, when I put it on, put, when I put the show on last night, I, I actually fast forwarded it a little bit. I mean, I didn't spoil my, spoil it for myself or anything, but I was like fast forward thinking, did, did I like put on the wrong show or something or what is going on here? I mean, I thought... I thought somehow maybe HBO screwed up and they put on a, on a show that that they were like a new show. Uh, and then I saw like it was like in three parts, I think it was. And part one was just like, what? Wait a minute. Then I saw part two. Then I kind of fast forward where I saw part two and I saw characters I recognized. I said, oh, OK, well, this is an interesting twist. Let's take yeah, a look. I was glad that you kind of warned me because very vaguely, because I then I was expecting something weird. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I mean, I, I was the first of the three of us to see the show. I watched it last night as it came out and I, I texted to, you know, uh, you know, Barrett and Phil. I said, this is weird. Um, and that's kind of and and I was because this was the nevers because this is a show I've been enjoying. I was um, trying to look at this open-minded, but the more as the show went on, uh, at least in the first part, I just was not thrilled. Uh, when they went back to Victorian times, it was th the thing that made it interesting for me and, and, and enjoyable is, um, I mean, I'm not going into spoilers yet, but just, Going from there to part two, it's just, okay, you know, that explains a few things. And that's very, and I thought it was interesting uh, about the, like the character development we see in um, Amelia or um, Amalia. I keep on saying Amelia, sorry. It's Amalia. Um, 
and it's like, oh, okay, that that's interesting. So overall, to kind of get back, I wasn't. I mean, the answers were interesting, but I wasn't happy in how they got them, or how they. I wasn't happy with the answers actually. Oh, I want to say also, Phil, before we get off this part, is that I really enjoyed seeing Claudia Black in this. Um, she did a really good job. She was she's from Farscape, and she was playing the uh, um, Stripe. If you don't know who she is, I know who you're talking about. I never saw Farscape, but I know, I know, I yes. know what character you're talking about. It, it's a it's a very interesting uh, thing nowadays. Uh, for example, uh, my wife. I uh, got her a year subscription to Star Magazine because she likes reading about uh, the actors and that stuff. And and a couple of years ago when she was reading it, she asked me who this guy was. And it was the star of Dexter, the TV show. Uh, mm. by, uh, uh, Matt, Michael Hall or, what, or something, whatever yeah. his name is. And uh, she she does, if you don't watch Dexter, she wouldn't know who he is, you right. know. And if she and if she, you don't watch Game of Thrones, she didn't know who Sophie Turner is, or she doesn't know who um, Emily Amelia Clark is or Lena Headey is. So, so yeah, I mean, if if you don't watch Farscape, you may not know who she is. So, uh, that's just interesting how how splintered our audiences are that people become famous on shows that no one ever watches. Um, but or not no one ever watches, but some people don't watch and they may just not know who they are. But uh, that's good that you notice who she is and that she's someone of note, which is uh, obviously uh, made, the, made the episode a little more enjoyable for yourself. So that's yeah, cool. I, feel, I thought she, she's a good actress and I thought she did a great job in this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, the acting was, was all fine in, in this, this episode, no doubt about it. Um, um, all right, so it seems like... Um, yeah, uh, a lot of mixed feelings about the episode. Um, it, yeah, it definitely. I, I think it? I gave it the best rating, and I still have it under the first three episodes. So that's not saying the greatest. That's the greatest episode for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was very bizarre because it really did come out of nowhere, um, and. Um. I, I don't. I mean, they they hit it pretty well in their trailers for the um you know on the next episode of the Nevers you know that they made sure not to have certain things in it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I bet you're. I, I honestly was like you, Kevin. I literally almost. Uh, I had to stop the show. The show back out of HBO Max. See that it was the Nevers, and then press start again because i i was like is it is this this doesn't make any sense um so i was completely confused as well um also the the title cards um not that i had any issue with it but uh, i was reading some critics because uh, after i usually watch the uh episode I, I read some critical analysis uh from just random people on the internet um and a lot of people thought that was pretentious uh crapola to put the the title cards um and i can see their point too but i mean there was a lot of other things to worry about yeah that didn't bother me compared to some of the other issues but i think that it didn't surprise me as much because i i had this running feeling throughout this part of the season that she was a different person so 
I wasn't entirely just surprised by the plot line. Um, and I had a feeling somewhere in there, there was going to be some type of time travel type thing. I don't know why, but I had that feeling. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, because even, even on episode one, when we were discussing episode one of this podcast, I even said that, that quote unquote spaceship, uh-huh. in the air may not even be a spaceship. It could be an entity. It could be a being from another dimension, you know, you know because I wasn't convinced that it was a actual spaceship and, and it appears, uh, that, that, uh, that may be correct. Oh, you um, were correct. It's, it's definitely a dimensional being that's come through a portal yeah yeah so or i mean it's an alien and whether those portals are another dimension is hard to say for sure but (laughs) right either way it it traveled through it could travel through time right yeah but we didn't know that until this episode of course right right that that is exactly right um now what was uh uh, state that this is a very spoiler uh, podcast because we're here not to just uh, give our review on the episode. We're here to critique and discuss the entire show, uh, give our thoughts on specific scenes, plot points, uh, character developments, and whatnot. So uh, we're here to dissect and critique, not just review. Uh, so uh, you have been warned, uh, but generally most people who are listening to this podcast are here because they, if not enjoy the show, uh, they they just want to hear other, uh, I guess, opinions, um, and uh, we're here to do that. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, so I still, yeah, it, yeah, go I was going to say, I still think my idea from the last episode of things feeling like they're rushed is still true. I felt like this was an A to B to C to D episode. Like they were trying to get these plot points that they specifically had to cover. And they gave a certain amount of time for each one. And it felt rushed again to me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we we have four, five episodes prior that we felt were, were a bit rushed, especially the last two. And then to throw this, this uh, do ex machina, though it's not necessarily a true do ex machina, because I mean, you kind of, Barrett said that you figured it was going to be something to do with dimensions or, or time warps and stuff anyway. Um, but it, for no better term I, that I can think of, um, I'll just say do ex machina, a uh, plot device that, or a plot point that just came out of like kind of nowhere. Um, and, and when I say nowhere, I don't, I don't necessarily mean a completely out of nowhere, but definitely uh, not anything that was even checked gunned to us no. in, in any of the five episodes prior. The only way you would get to where they started this episode is by accident. <laughs> there is nothing in this, the show previously to make you think that we were going to do a time jump to like... We don't even know what year, but it's far enough in the future that they have lasers, but still use nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was thinking even what happens if they had this as the first episode? Would, would that have ruined the story? And and 
honestly, I, it might have improved I, I it. See, yeah, I mean, obviously they they're trying to do a Westworld thing or something where they're trying to make us think one thing, but it's actually another thing. Yeah, but if they had started with this, I like that idea actually. If they had started with this, then you could have been eased into the Victorian London part. Whereas the way they did it now, they had to they wanted to give you this huge surprise, but it was such a huge surprise that it was hard to accept. Whereas if that had been at the beginning, then you would have been, oh, okay, oh, we're working with time travel here. But it would have given away everything about Amalia in the very beginning, which I don't, you know, I don't know if that would have worked either. So, sure, sure. Um, I, I know also, um, you know, doing doing it the the way they did. I mean, the only only real positive thing so far, in my opinion, based off of the six episodes that we've seen. The only positive thing about this quote unquote origin story that we now have in episode six is it removes the fact that is this just X Men in eighteen ninety nine Victorian era? It's they're they're trying to make it something bigger than just yeah an X Men thing. So so I'll give them I'll give them credit on that. Um, but um. You know, I, I mean, I know people love Josh Whedon, or, or at least they used to. Uh, I was never a big fan of him. Um, I thought he was, you know, he was okay. But out of all his, his stuff, I'm assuming that this, you could argue this is maybe the most convoluted and weakest of all his, his uh, television shows. I don't know. Dollhouse was pretty convoluted. Yeah, I heard that, I heard that was pretty <laughs> crap. Oh, let me rephrase. Uh, pretty, yeah, convoluted as well. I actually liked it dollhouse but it was convoluted um i don't know if it's as convoluted as this is though sure sure um now now uh let's talk about this this first 20 minutes of episode one which is uh part one of of, i guess three part uh basically uh there's this like you said a future thing where there's creatures from outer space that came to earth uh, these creatures are called the Galanti. Again, I, always, I still have no idea. And, and the critics that I read about the show tonight, or, or not tonight, this morning, actually said that. that they, they noticed the same thing we did, which is how did Amelia suddenly just know that there were Galanti? And, well, and now this? we know. Yeah, we know now. We yeah. know because she's from the future and she knows their name, the Galanti. Yeah, but there was no explanation of why to any of oh. the other people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. question. She one, told them all. She said no, no. from the Galanti, and they're like, who? I mean, they didn't do that. I mean, if if Amelia, yeah. Amelia went around and says, okay, it's the message from the Galanti, and everybody's like, uh, who, who are they? What? Well, she, she told the doctor, and she told uh, Penance, and both of them are the ones that she's really said the name to the most. Right. But, but shouldn't they say, shouldn't we, the audience have been known this because out of the blue, they should start using the Galanti from episode four to five. And, or no, I, I still four. think that it wasn't done properly, but it's at least yeah. explained now. Yes. It's explained because she has explained that word to penance and she's explained it to the doctor. So now yeah, I understand probably. how they could already know yeah. it. I mean, but the doctor's it, known about, about uh, Amelia, um, pretty much from the get go. Yeah, like right. from the start, you know. But the funny part is, is that he never. I mean, and all the time we've seen it, seen those two, 
interact, we never got a hint. Right. As far as I could tell. Right. Now there may have, there were hints of of um, you know with Amelia. Like I was reading some articles. Like there was one part where she was looking at the, you know, looking in the mirror, and she's like, "This is in my face." You know, I mean, at, at one point you look at it and think, "Oh, I mean, you know, maybe she's just." You know, something happened before she was, uh, you know, before she was touched or whatever. And, you know, maybe or maybe she just kind of has this, you know, I'm not the same person type thing anymore. But, you know, no. Now we understand it, it, it pretty much it literally is. That's not her face. You know, she was somebody else. Well, and, and the reason she talks so British and everything now is because she got training yeah. while in that place. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. the funny part is what she got was um, in England, they used to have, I guess you could call it debutante school. It's like mm-hmm. te- teaching girls to be ladies. Yeah, part of it was, I mean, like how to, how to eat, you know, dabbing both sides of your, of yeah, your mouth, balancing the book on your head, you know, showing control and things like that and how, how to speak properly. And that's, you know, cause I mean, when we speak, she's speaking in a, in an, with an American accent and all that. And then all of a sudden she's, well, not all of a sudden, then later on, she's like, all right, well, I'm here. I might as well fit the part. Right. Exactly. I mean, we've seen this, like I said, in, in the, the Rex Harrison, Audrey Hepburn film, my fair lady. Um, th- that's the kind of same thing. Um, but before we get into all that stuff, we, we should, we should start talking about the, the first part still, which is, again, there's a space force thing. And for whatever reason, they're speaking, I guess, with American accents, you know, I mean, for whatever reason, uh, it could have been any accent, it could have been any language. Um, and, uh, it's basically the planet defense, planetary defense coalition. Um, and they're fighting a war against the, uh, Southerners that are called freedom <laughs> fighters or something. Free army. Yeah, yeah, the free it was arm. funny that guy was a Southerner. <laughs> well, I mean, they made yeah, him sound yeah. like your stereotypical. Because I mean, he was talking about that's 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 I mean, okay, I mean it, he's he started talking like he's from a Southern preacher. Can I get an amen? You know, I mean, he was certain he's sounding like that. I'm thinking, oh come on. Yeah, his character was really politics. Yeah, mean, he was really thing, tropey. Yeah, and the thing, I mean, the, the from what I've gathered, the whole the battle really was that the Galanti came, and the Free Army or whatever they call themselves didn't want the Galanti to be there. They thought that the Galanti with was there to cause trouble, and the they free thought. Life. Yeah, free life. That's it. The free life army, and then they, you know, and they thought that the Galanti was like a, uh, you know, a front to God. Where the other, well, they, the other team that they, well, the other team, the other army that they were fighting against, the uh, uh, whatever they were called, I can't remember. Planetary Defense Coalition or whatever. Planetary Defense Coalition were were for the Galanti and thought the Galanti was there to actually um, help help or, them, you know, help yeah. them provide you know provide help for them before they ended up destroying themselves unfortunately it kind of it made matters worse you know but well that guy had a pretty good point we don't know what's beyond that portal 
Right. Right. There could be anything that wants right. to come through here. It could be an army of them. So it was hard not to, you know, kind of agree right. with them. I was actually I was actually 100% back in the free life. I don't care what anybody says. That's quote-unquote southern redneck piece of garbage, as, as Josh Whedon was trying to make us think, was actually right. Because you have this invading force that wasn't invited. And, and even if, all right, let's say they're not invading, but there was an, wasn't invited. They are an entity that basically could probably wipe out the, or the all humanity with a snap of the finger. They change people on the whim uh without permission necessarily right. and and there's this portal you know i mean they they could be yeah they could be tricking us we don't know and it's like shouldn't we be voting on this shouldn't we discuss this you can't just do this i mean i remember talking about this on our game of thrones podcast you know nothing john snow a game of thrones podcast also on the dark discussions network where uh daenerys came over with the sully and um what was the other group the horsemen I forget the name of them, Barrett. Oh, I can't think of their name yeah, either but, now. But either way, the, the Horseman and, and, and the Sully. And and I was like, if I was Cersei's and Jon Snow and all the rest of them, I would unite against them too because that's a foreign army. Yeah. Who the hell Which, are these? You know, but she and, didn't see herself as a foreign army because she was her throne was taken from her. Right, but all the people she's bringing are foreign armies. So, you yeah. know, I mean, we're going to be welcoming the Chinese when they're on the the coast of California? I don't think so. So, you know, I mean, we, the the French didn't, and the and the the Norwegians didn't want the Germans when they invaded. So it's like, like it was just stupid. And so, so we get to only this twenty minute snapshot, and we're told that the free life people are the bad guys. When I I, I absolutely disagree. I think Josh we didn't go pound sand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, it, it's an interest. That's an interesting point. See, the thing is, as I was listening to this, and it was for me, it was kind. Of, it was one of those. I I saw. I agree. I agree with what Phil says. You know, it's like you know, here's a group of of foreign entities that you know. I mean, they only come in, and you don't know really. I mean, really, what they're up to. You don't know their their purpose, and then. But the thing is, is that the the people that they have for the free life, you know, sound pretty like pretty nasty people. They hung those people up and skinned them. Yeah. They are not nice people. So it, it's but, a hard thing. While I agree with what that guy was saying, I, I don't like the way they run their cause. In other words, you <laughs> you agree. Well, that's with, and they had to add that the, in to, to make us hate. You agree with the message, but not the method. Yes. Well, and. Well, and I, and the video we see of the creature interacting, it doesn't seem to be a nemesis to humankind. It seems pretty oh. lovey-dovey on the humans. So after seeing that, I might not be as prone to say we should be mega cautious and whatever. Um, I mean, this comes down to the heart of how do we deal with an alien species if we ever meet it? Are we going to kill it immediately, which is probably what humans will do? Or are we going to try and get to know it first? Well, I mean, well, actually, it'll be the aliens that will kill us. Well, the thing is, is that I mean, if you were, if I mean, if you were, a, I mean, if you were a force like the the Galanti, the best thing to do is not just appear and just start raining stuff on people. 
but just kind of introducing yourselves like, hi, we're here. This well, is- we don't know how they did it in the future. Right. But the problem is, is that that's how they did it in the 1890s. After this, they were decimated and they were down to one Galanti left, right? But they shouldn't even been on Earth in the first place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it's it's what, what, kind of, I mean, they're bringing bacteria. Who we we go is? everywhere and explore everywhere, so yeah. I, I don't think that we have any um, high ledge to stand on there. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing apart, I mean, for example, uh, in Star Trek First Contact, you know, spoiler warning, you know, after uh, Zephyr and Cochran breaks the light barrier, you know, uh, uh, an alien ship comes down in front of them and they come out. And of course, it's the Vulcans and they say live long and prosper. And Cochran comes up and says, you know, thank you. And they introduce Here's some alcohol <laughs> and gives, introduces some alcohol. But the thing is, is that they began like just the two of them. It's not like a whole bunch of Vulcans came in at once and said, hi, we just saw that you broke it. So, okay, let's be friends now. It's like, Hey, they initiated first contact by one ship, just saying they introduced themselves to say, all right, let's talk. Let's, let's try maybe get to know each other. And as Zephyr Cochran said, Hey, back off. We don't want you here. And the Vulcans would say, you know, you're being illogical, but goodbye. Um, well, you know, to I mean, be fair, is- we don't really know how the Galanthri came. We don't have enough of the story to know how they approached humans. And it well, we also enough- sounds like it also sounds like a nuclear war has happened before the Galanthri came. Well, the funny part is, well, I mean, it's it's weird because it, it's also with the whole time thing, because it's like the Galanthi came first in the future. And then they came in the past. Yes. If you can travel through time, then yes, that's yeah. how it happened. It's like okay, first we're gonna well, first we're going to introduce ourselves to humans in like, you know, you know, twenty twenty five or whatever, and then oh, that didn't go well. So let's go in the past. So for us, it'll be sec- it'll be the second time we go and meet humans, but for them, it'll be the first time uh, they meet us. You know, but it and, won't be because they sent her back in time, and it sounds like they sent some other people too. Oh yeah, because I mean, I remember they said, you know, you think you're the first, the only one to come back. But the thing is, as far as human, if from the human time point, okay, eighteen ninety comes before twenty twenty five or whenever it was. So I mean, in the humans' overall human perspective, as far as the Earth is concerned. The first time the Galanti actually come is in 1890. Even though for the Galanti, it's the second time. That's true. It's one of those time uh, things uh, like we were talking about in uh, wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like in, in a discovery this, witch, discovery this episode made me think of Doctor Who so much. Like it made this whole six episodes feel like a Doctor Who season. Right. Well, it was like a discovery of witches, right? Where, where, um, what happens in the present actually already was determined from the past because when they go back into the past in that show, everything happens because of the in the present because of what happened in the past, even though we didn't know that at the beginning of the, the show. But that was the well, thing. I mean, there's the theories out there that all time is simultaneous. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. We discussed that too. Yeah. Uh, but but either either way, it appears there's enough people on in this future world that don't think the Galanti are a good thing. And um and that's a fair fair point. And it is and a fair point, but their motives are suspect in how they implement that. Um, Killing yeah. and skinning people is a is a level above just warfare. Did, did they skin humans or did they skin the animals? I mean, those were the humans hanging up above. Yeah, yeah those were right. humans. I think those were the scientists that the Galanti yes. were getting. Yeah, those were the scientists that, the, like, we saw, like yeah. when we we saw that one video of the guy like talking. The Galanti was behind him, kind of playing around with him. You yeah. know, it was one of the humans that was hung up. You know. Right. You know, Scott, I, I think it was their what? blood that was in with the Galanti. You know what? If you had to do that in this in this episode because you didn't, then a lot of people like myself are going to sympathize right. with the life people. Yeah, you right. so you had to show them be do do a terrible thing to make us say, "Oh, the doo -doo. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear, uh, but. But yeah, so so they had to they had to uh, again they're going way too quick. There's 20 minutes. He right, to, 20 he minutes was not enough for this. This could have been an episode. Right, right, exactly. And and to do it the way he did, he obviously uh, was heavy-handed uh, with the southern accent. So that's the first thing. Aha, he must be a bad person. He has a southern accent. And then number two, aha, they're stringing up people and and ripping off their skin. And it's like, okay, that's a number two heavy. Well, if you've watched Firefly, it's very Firefly-ish because the, yeah. the crazy people that are out on the verge of, you know, the edge of the Empire are do exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, crumbs. What, were their, what are their names? The... I can't think of it. Reavers. <laughs> Reavers, yes. Reavers, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, um, but, you know, this is obviously supposed to be uh, Earth- and a invading force on Earth and whatever, and so I, I don't know. It's it's it was just very heavy-handed. But either way, we're, we're understood that there's two groups. One group doesn't like the Galanthi. The other group is protecting the Galanthi. And during the fight, a Galanthi gets freed and basically kills everybody. <laughs> Or something. I don't know what the heck happened. No, he doesn't kill everybody. She suicides, and he, the Galanthi, takes her her soul. I guess is all you could say, or her consciousness, yeah. with it into the past. Yeah. Um, but it's, and it makes me wonder if her friend is still is is back there in the past as well. The one that used to be one one of the other side, and then came to this side, and is an empath or a spore or whatever she's called. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, but with that and, power, I don't know how she got shot. She should have felt anger coming towards her. I mean, yeah. obviously, you can, you can argue that, and I, I've been saying this uh, since last episode or show of the podcast, that you can argue that this show is a metaphor for various things in, quote unquote, the real world. Uh, you could, you know, uh, is this against, is this xenophobia? Is this. Uh, you know, something like that. It, I mean, because I mean, you even mentioned it, Kevin, that it could even be considered anti. Uh, uh, religion is bad because um, the Granthi are creatures that the free life think are bad because it's a, a bad against God. You know, you know. So I mean, there's a lot of heavy-handed metaphors, and I think it's 
it's pointing in one political direction rather than being, um, I would say, a, uh, let the the viewer decide. But that's just my my thoughts. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with that, but it's fine. We all have our own view of that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was just because it's it kind of the only reason I say it, it could be a metaphor, Barrett, is because you have one group and you have another group, and then you have this uh, uh, quote unquote immigrant creature, and then the, uh, one group is trying to th- throw them out and or kill them, and the other group is trying to protect them. And then the group that is trying to throw them out, even though they're called free life, they're they're also stereotyped as redneck uh, psychos, and and then and you know you know so that's the only reason why I'm I'm thinking it, it was kind of a metaphor. But you're right, it, it's just. I mean, I understand that. I I thought it was just weird that that guy was a southerner. Uh, I just thought that actually brought me out of the show for a second. I don't know that it was. I don't know if they were thinking about that even. You know what I mean? It just felt you know what? like I would agree with you if it wasn't Josh Whedon. Because I followed Josh Whedon on Twitter and he was so uh let's just say uh nasty to be polite that a lot of the, it, it it would make me think that it was intentional the the way he 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 did this. Yeah, and that's possible. I mean, I I I definitely try not to let my like I know how he is too. I try not to let that affect my view of what I'm seeing in a show. I try to just look beyond whatever metaphors they're trying to say and try and look at it from a perspective of we've got, you know, enemies and, but that's why that guy brought me out of the show because his accent just didn't fit for me in this, the scene at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah it no, felt no, it, weird. Cause no one else had a Southern accent. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, any other items that we want to talk about? Uh, again, we don't know why or how they have the power to, I guess, time travel uh, or even take the soul of a, a PDC fighter with them. Yeah, they have some serious power. They can give humans uh, powers. They can take back. They can take someone who's just suicided with them into the past and put them in a different body. And right. <laughs> the funny part is, I mean, they put they put her into a body of another woman that suicided. Yeah. Well, because it was empty now. So they gave it, you know, they put her yeah. in there because there was nobody there left there now. Right. Yeah. All right. So anything else we want to talk about the first 20 minutes of this weird, you know, uh, so AD episode yeah i just want to say that it took a steampunk superpower show and converted it to an alien time travel steampunk show so it's a pretty big change to accept and to push on an audience that might be there for a different reason right and also it, it felt the first 20 minutes uh, felt, and when I say felt, I mean also how it looked very much like uh, one of those, you know, 2008 sci-fi network crappy shows. I felt it was, it didn't look good. Um, and, the, and the story felt as, you know, uh, B-movie hack of those sci-fi TV shows from ni- uh, 2008. 
Um, but that's just me. I mean, I may be way off. Maybe, maybe it was. Good. I was maybe. thinking it felt like a sci-fi movie from the 90s. Yeah, okay, that works too. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good too. But it was uh, lifted above for me because Claudia Black did such a good job with her character. And I felt like the other girl did a really good job with her character as well. Um, and that, that lifted it above. It's the main thing that lifted it above for me. Now, Otherwise, Claudia Black. Was she the one that's that suicided, or was she the the boss? She's the one that suicided. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Anything else anybody want to bring up on this? I mean, we can come back to it. You know, we got to go around. Um, but I guess we we should probably get into the second part, which is uh, simply called uh, Molly. Molly, thank you. Uh, and this one takes place in 1893. Uh, so basically, right before uh, where the Episode one pre uh, credit scene happens uh, right before that. So, and then also right after that too, because because they they show the sanitarium part after. Um, so we we meet Molly, and it was a weird thing. They kept on saying this weird joke. Uh, I mean, not joke, but this weird running thing throughout the, the episode, which is uh, Molly, who is actually as kind of, God wills it or whatever. No, no. Well, that, there's probably a few more then. Yeah, but but I was talking about how she keeps on complaining about how tiny she is, and it's like she's five four. She's five four. That's, yeah, I know. She's that's, not that tiny. She's yeah. my height. I, I'm short for a guy, but in that time, even it, you know, the height wasn't yeah, what five, it is four now. Was pretty good. Yeah, five yeah. four was especially for a woman was pretty good back in 1893. Yeah, that yeah. was an average height for a woman in that time period. Yeah. That's yes. Good. But you so, got to remember that the person she was. Well, yeah, I guess they were saying that before she got taken over. Oh so. yeah, all right. I guess if she's looking at her, uh, her future sense, the the, the yeah, she was the, five the, eight. So car, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. All right, so I, yeah, all right, that's fair. But they they just kept on playing it up too so much that it took me out because I kept on saying. Huh, she's not really that short. I mean, what, what well, talking? yeah, and five four is not so short that she's not seen over a chair. I mean, it's like right. that was really weird. And, and and no one at five in five four Victorian era, she's not gonna uh, people aren't gonna be skying over. So they're gonna be no. like you said, they're all gonna be about the same height as her. Yeah, there'll be yes. a few oddballs that are you know tall men, but not for yeah. women probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you look in Japan. 2021 you know uh the height of an average woman is is five one i think <laughs> yeah so i mean again i know this is supposed to be the uk but i i i just don't see how she felt she was short when you would think she'd be comparing herself with everybody around her you know if yeah. if she was alone in the woods and married herself I could see her saying, oh, my God, I'm, I'm four inches shorter than I was. Right. But around hundreds of people daily, and all of them are as short as her or shorter than her, especially, me, you know, of, of her gender, it would make me think, yeah, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But whatever. I'm uh, glad they answer how she's able to fight. You know, her being taken over by this person that has all those experiences Right. I'm glad that was answered because you know we ask that question a lot. Why why is she able to fight so well? <laughs> right, right. And I'm I'm questioning. Did she always know that she came from the future? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and so they were just hiding it from us the first five, five episodes of the show. Right. Yeah, and they explained that by saying she got yeah. all this tutelage on how to fit into society. Right, right, right. And then they have the quick scene with Penance showing her, letting her Penance know, you know, the truth or something. Right, yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it basically shows uh, a woman in 1893 who marries for security instead of for love. Um, and then the guy she loved turned out to be the richer one and the guy that she married died. And then the woman that told her to marry the guy that died said that <laughs> she told her she shouldn't do that. <laughs> I just wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing was, was a little off. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I, I wish they had shown if she would, or just said that she was an orphan or something, because I assume, uh, and again, I, I don't know if she was, what type of class she came from. Obviously, she it's it's not um, the lords and and duchesses class. But was she from the street urchin people, or was she from middle class, or was she the bourgeois? I don't know. And then we don't. She, she we, couldn't have been very high up because she was just basically like a person working in a bread shop. Yeah. And then, and she got screwed her. when she married that guy and got made to just deliver the bread. <laughs> right. Well, right. she, she screwed because she yeah, because people who owned on the bakery said, "Well, you know, we're bringing in my daughter and you know, cheap labor, so bye." Yeah. Right. I, I wish they had sh shown whether or not, like I said, if she was an orphan or she had a family or something, because it would have been interesting to see if her family just said marry whoever or. Or was she, you know, moved away from the the, old, the farms and just went into the city to live? And that's why we don't see her family. Because you would think there would be somebody there that would have given her some um, straight and narrow talks. But there isn't because we don't see any of her family. Or, uh, and it doesn't appear she's really that of a, much of a church person or 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 necessarily educated either. So there's no like teacher or, or something either. So. I guess we can just assume that, yeah, she's just landed up wherever she could, she, and it turned out to be a bad situation. The guy croaks, finds out she's bankrupt because he was one of those people that uh, were appeared to have money but actually was in debt. Um, you hear those stories a lot um, back in the day. Am I right? That's That's what happened, right? Yeah, so he's totally yeah. in debt, and she's trying to pay it off with delivering bread. Yeah. And take care of his mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, she gives up on life, attempts suicide. The scene we saw at the first uh, well, episode. Succeeded. What's that? She technically succeeded. She didn't. She yeah. didn't. Cry. Yeah, so Molly's dead. Molly's dead. Yeah, right. Molly's dead. Yeah, and then uh, she gets touched, and for some reason she lands up in a, in a mental institution along with all the other touched including um, uh, Sarah, who is Malady, Ma Ma I mean Mally, but she yep. goes by Sarah. Uh, then we have um, Molly now goes by Amelia, um, and then um, among other folk in the sanitarium. And, 
I'll tell you, I really understand why Malady hates her now. <laughs> yeah. She totally yeah. screwed her. <laughs> and she knew she was doing it. She, I mean, in those later episodes, she acts like she she didn't really understand what she was doing. She understood what she was doing. She was saving herself and screwing <laughs> Malady. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's another problem with this, uh, this, this show is that, okay, G- Game of Thrones obviously had a lot of characters that were uh, ambiguous that, you know, do you, should you like them or should you not? There were some characters that you should like right from the beginning um, and pretty much what you could I actually argue are, are pretty, pretty good characters yeah. from the beginning. But you had other characters that were bad at one time and then you'll start liking them, become good and on, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Here, they weren't doing that. And, and so, not Melody, but... but um, Amelia was a character that we're supposed to like, and I know they've been making her be a debauchery and and all these other weird things that she does. And but this is this kind of made me like, oh my god, what a that was, that was dirty. Geek. Yeah, because first off, she knew that Sarah was not mentally okay, right? And she used her mentally not okayness to get herself out of having to tell that guy anything else. And perhaps right. getting experimented on by on herself, and then she just left. She even made it worse by saying to Sarah, "Tell him everything." Right. Yeah. So I I don't know. And and, and again, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this: Is yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they would do this if we're su- supposed to empathize with Amelia, the character, if anything, it now makes me say, Oh, I hope she dies. <laughs> it's episode seven. You know, I well, mean, honestly, I... her character isn't very likable in the future either. I mean, she's kind of, I mean, I liked her character, but she's not the nicest person in the future. Right. But now stuff. you could argue she's, it's, it's almost like villainous what she did. Yeah. It's pretty bad what she did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, she, and she created a monster in, in a sense. Yeah, the person that did the biggest killing in the city in forever. Right, exactly. You know, uh, so yeah. Now that, let's that, be fair though. She 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 didn't directly create. I mean that that doctor does whatever he does, sure. and he's he's definitely the villain. But she let the villain grab that yeah. girl. I mean that that's pretty pretty heinous. Right. And, well, and she even admits it in a prior episode where she yeah. says. You know, you she you left me, you screwed me over, and and she basically said, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like, and now we see, see it firsthand, and we see what she screwed her over about. It's like, holy yeah. smokes, it's pretty awful. And I mean, it's I. It was heinous, but I do understand self preservation as well. It's just I think she could have done something to do self preservation and not done that to that girl. <laughs> Right, right, right. Well, and and that's the thing. It depends on. All right, now the verse self-preservation versus uh, what's right. Yeah, sacrificing someone else for you—that's where you start getting into a uh, moral dilemma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 that's that's a really good question. You know, some people you could argue are, are selfless, where they're willing to suicide themselves for a cause, and then you have other people who will actually do the murdering themselves. And, and, and then you have the people that will call out 
the Jewish people living in the basement in during Nazi Germany because they don't want to get in trouble, but there's others that will try to save them, which jeopardize their own life and they could get arrested and be killed as well. So it, it depends on, on what you want to look at. And, and based off of what we saw here, I, I think she's, she's the, the worst type. Well, we honestly, she didn't know what that guy was going to do. So well, that's that that's part of it. The other part is that, you know, again, it's the self-preservation idea. Now, I can understand it to a degree, but you have to also temper that with, you know, how I don't know what's going to happen to this person. Is it fair for me to do this to this person that is definitely disturbed, whereas I am fully rational? <laughs> well, and, and Kevin made a good point way back, uh, which is what's worse, a jail or a sanitarium in 1893. You know what I'm saying? So That sanitarium if, didn't seem so bad, though, like what I would have expected. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, there's a couple of things about that, I mean, from the sanitarium. And, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't, I mean, the nurse was kind of heavy-handed with her discipline. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, Amelia, you know, comes in, starts using some, you know, four letter words and the woman just, you know, slaps her across the face a few times. I mean, the reason why, she, you know, she was put into the insane asylum in the first place was because, uh, you know, Molly, you know, committed suicide. Yep. But, you know, her body did. I mean, and so they they caught her, you know, they brought her up figuring okay well she committed so she i mean in their eyes you know she tried to commit suicide so they're like all right well we'll uh you know we'll have to you know maybe there's something mentally wrong with her and so you know they they bring her to the you know to the senate to the sanitarium but it was interesting is that's when she meets um well who ends up becoming malady and Malady, be, I mean, not only is Malady, you know, she, she betrays Malady, but it's even worse because Mal, what was her name originally? Not Malady. Sarah. 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 She betrays Sarah. I mean, and really betrays Sarah because Sarah was also nice. I mean, she was like, Amelia's like only real friend, you know, I mean, when, when Amelia was kind of struggling, I mean, Sarah was there like holding on to her, like hugging her saying, you know, I'm here. It's all right. You know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be here for you and all that. And it's interesting that, and I we forgot to mention this from last week's episode that even though malady, no, she's fully malady when, um, hang on a second. I'm, I'm going to get that, uh, that character's name. Hang on a second. Um, when, uh, when Harriet, the Indian woman, uh, she's getting trampled, and Malady rescues her. Yes, that's yeah. correct. You know, Malady rescues her. So I mean, there, there's still, I mean, if it was, so that that's kind of interesting that they did that. So who knows what's going on with, you know, but it's like again, Malady's like like. We're we're seeing these huge flaws in characters we're supposed to like. I don't know that we're supposed to like her, but I feel like they're going to want us to like her later because of something like that, even though she just killed a bunch of people with electricity. 
Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it's we're going to we may not like her, but eventually, especially with this episode, we start to sympathize with her and we start to understand her, you know, why she is the way she is. And, um, you know, because, I mean, also, you got to realize that, you know, even before, I mean, Malady, you know, or when she was Sarah, I mean, even then she was thinking that she's um, called by God. So, of course, you have to have another, you know, loony God person. Um, So, I don't know. I just. Well, I'll, I'll add this. Um, this shows, uh, you know, we, we discussed, uh, um, uh, Laura Donnelly and her performance. Uh, we should also mention, um, Amy Manson and her performance because she plays a sweetheart and then she plays a, a, a psychotic serial killer. Oh yeah. You would not know it's the same person because yeah. she looks different enough that it's like, it's a different actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, well, and and the performance too. It's the same act, yeah. actress, same totally actress, different but, character. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah. But remember, she was in disguise as that reporter. That's true too. She, she played yeah, someone that was completely that sane, and, and that yeah. was very sane. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, she takes off her wig and goes, goes "La," and then walks away. It's like, okay. Yep, yep that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She removes a nose piece. She removes fake boobs. She removes, uh, I think, uh, fake teeth. And and then it's, we find out it's mal- malady, and it's like, holy smokes, you know. Um, and the, the actress played it played it straight, you know. So so uh, you know, good uh, big dibs for Manson as well. Um, so yeah, so we kind of learn how. Um, basically Molly becomes Amelia in, in this basically next 20 minutes of the episode. Right. I mean, that's really what it's about. And the backstory of how, how Malady becomes Malady and and a few other things as well. Well, Um, um, me, me, we see how they, she gets, uh, she meets the doctor. Yeah. Dr. Edmund Haig, as well as Dr. Cotton. So she, uh, is it Cotton? I keep on saying Cotton. Is it Cotton? Uh, I think it's cousins. 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 Oh, cousins. cousins. Yeah, yeah. Cousins. I know. I know it's a C. Um, and so we, she gets to meet both of them, and we see them both um, as quote unquote normal, right? Because by the time we meet them in the future, eighteen ninety nine, uh, one of them is the healer, and the other one is the psychopath, right? And here, they're generally just normal even if one is well we see his we see his power come out um yeah the healer in in that portion we also see lavinia too yes we do yeah yeah and we we learn how lavinia and amelia uh i guess quote unquote unite where lavinia offers her the position of uh head of the the they're um, touched at the orphanage, right? Right. Yep. And somehow gets her out, even though she failed her whatever to get out. Right. Right. And and all this happens again in twenty minutes. Right. And, and also, it's like, okay, we we get all these 
interesting reveals and now what? I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, I, if, if we're going to have weird reveals like this, you got to do it good. Like they did it with season one of Westworld, you know, I mean, this, this was just terrible. I, I mean, we didn't get any hints and not that Westworld gave hints either, but there was enough people on Reddit drinking Red Bull that were able to figure it out. Here, this just came out of nowhere. All of it. I mean, again, we did learn that Lavinia was a and and uh, um, Hagen or, or whatever the the, the uh, Hague were, were were villainous from prior episodes. But uh, I mean. It's just weird how none of this was spoken about once in the prior five episodes because it was all knowledge to every character. But for some reason, they're hiding it from the audience. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned that earlier where it seemed like the doctor knew like straight from the right from the beginning that, you know, Amelia was, you know, not Molly, but somebody from the future. And he believed her, um, which I found a little odd that, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm actually from the future in a dead woman's body now. Um, you know, and he believed her. Um, who knows? But then, uh, you know, um uh, not pr- not prudence um penance penance that's it uh penance you know didn't seem to take much convincing uh <laughs> well yeah. i still think phil that you are right that this would have been better to have as the first episode and they could have thought of a different reveal that would have been just as impressive at this point in the show. Right. Right. Exactly. Or, or not even have a reveal and just have an awesome cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. But trying to keep it secret just to make this big reveal kind of backfires when all of a sudden we've now got space aliens or portal aliens. We've got future and we've got all this stuff is explained to us. It's almost like exposition, you know, even though it's not, it feels like it because it felt like an episode just to explain all these random bits from. Right. I, st- I still don't episodes. even know why, why they, they had to make Amelia in the future an American and that she has to learn to be British. I mean, it's like, what? I mean, couldn't they just made her. British in the future? Well, even if she was British, it would still be she would still have to need tutelage so that she could Un, yeah, um, speak Victorian. Yeah, exactly. It would be a different dialect and stuff like that. Um and you know, whatever uh, it was the, different slang and all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All that, different idioms, whatever. And then um she'd have to know how to act in society at that point in time because it's definitely dark. like it seemed like they were under total war circumstances their whole lives right right yeah and again and again i'm just assuming these future people were americans because they're of their accents right i mean they're never actually mentioned as they're americans but for whatever reason 
everybody's accent is Midwestern or Southern, it appears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in year 3,500 or whenever the hell this future is supposed to be. Um, so, uh, any other items we want to discuss about Molly? I mean, again, we can circle back, but if there's something that we, we missed that someone wanted to bring up right now uh, about the Molly 20-minute storyline, anybody have anything? No, I don't think we really missed anything. Okay. Um, so we'll go into the third part. And uh, this one is, I forget what it was called, but it's basically presence. Uh, the present. Um, basically the same. Actually, it's not present. It's it's the same. Well, it's present, but it's the same. It happens the exact same time that the malady uh, execution was supposed to happen. So we kind of predicted that they were going to do this. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Unfortunately, they only go, uh, you do 20 minutes of it and they throw us right in the middle when I would have been much happier if they just did a a whole hour on this whole scene. Each 20 minutes could have been its own episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not, not not that I would necessarily be interested in in them, but 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 they were definitely worthy for what the showrunner and we'll say it's Josh Whedon, even though they removed them, um, wanted. And yeah, th- so the, each one of them could have been its own episode, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, I mean the episode, I mean them digging into the ground. That should have been its own episode, or that should have been last week's episode instead of trying to free Malady. Yeah. But even uh, even um, Amelia later on tells her, yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I still don't get it. I mean, now I understand that Malady well, is someone... Not- that she feels guilty about, but yeah, again, they're like they're making themselves become the enemy of the people because they're doing a a mass, you know, some people would even say a terrorist event by trying to free a mass murderer. Well, I think, I mean, the thing is, is that I, I think the reason why that, um, you know, uh, Amelia is, I mean, we now we know the background. Maybe Amelia's starting to feel, you know, guilty of guilty about everything and how, uh, you know, she treated uh, uh, Sarah. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, but I, I just feel it, it's, it just continues the the irrationality of breaking the law and making them the t- their own target of the general population by oh, doing what they did. That is true. But uh, I mean, that we kind of have a little bit of an understanding now of, of why uh, they did it. So why didn't she just do it right from the beginning then? It wasn't what, I mean, when she, when she touched the, the Galanti, this that still doesn't. She already knew what she did to Malady. 
earlier. So why didn't she just do that right from the beginning? Maybe because then she's that's when she started having the change of heart. Right. What I, mean, I don't understand is why it wanted to erase her memory. Yeah, and it didn't though, right? It did. But then it all came back? No, I think she remembered going there, but not the conversation that it, she had with it. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think you could be right. Yeah, so what the heck was that all about? Yeah. Is that, What's what its was... purpose? Why? What does it want her to do if it doesn't want her to know that, you know, they talk? Right. I don't right. know. And, and is the creature <laughs> still there in the basement? It's in that thing. Yeah, I don't know. Are they going to go back to it? I, I mean, I mean, it was when you look at it, then it's kind of anticlimactic. Then it, it's I mean, it's climatic. It, it's <laughs> climatic only for the fact that we find out that she's the the person from the 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 beginning. You know, the space, yeah, part. But that's about it, because it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just unfortunate. I felt. Um. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going. I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, obviously you're right, Kevin. It, it's it's her feeling guilty for what she did to Ma- Melody. So what's she wants to says to Penn and she did the right thing. But common sense is the the right thing would have been protesting with with placards and not trying to free the criminal. And then the, also the right uh, also the I I just don't know. It's it's was unfortunate. I I, I don't think I think they yeah it's like you said it was way too much. Uh, a lot of they're, they're just throwing things out at us, assuming the audience is going to agree. And then there's people like us who overthink things. Instead of just watching it like a, a TV show, eating popcorn, we're actually overthinking. Go, why would a person try to free a, a serial killer, even if they were the cause of why that person became insane? You know, it was like, and then t- be targeted by the government, and I don't know. And you know, I mean, there's a, again, I'll say the metaphor thing or or overtones, cultural overtones, but there's, I, I still see all the stuff like xenophobia and and I like that better, cultural overtones, because I think it. Yeah. It basically speaks to how we are all trapped in our own world, and when yeah. you write something, it it's uh it's a mirror of yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You can't escape yourself. So anything Joss Whedon writes, it, it's it, it's going to be tainted with whatever his biases are and whatever he thinks. Yeah. Right. 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 And and again, this is the story of Amelia specifically. And and some of the people around her, so the quote unquote other people, or, which are generally the villains, um, we're not really going to see their perspective anyway. And but as a podcaster, we're deciphering it and putting ourselves in the eyes or the feelings of the of these other groups, and and we're just like you know if, if we were a person at the uh, reading the newspaper, and we said, "Oh my God, the touch for trying to free a serial killer—that's kind of not smart." Yeah. If, 
your touch to say, you know, that's not. I'm gonna, you know, we we gotta do it a different way. Well, and it's funny because I think this episode was good to get background on Amalia, but it wasn't good narratively for the story itself necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now I'm not sure what I feel about um, this being more of a time travel space alien thing rather than a steampunk show. Because um, would it have been better they kept to just it more have... Steampunk. What's that? I wish they just kept it more as a steampunk. Oh, type. yeah, absolutely. I do, too. I, I mean, I, I would think it would have been better just to keep everybody in the, from the same dimension in the same 1899 and just not have this new element thrown in. I mean, I don't know. Now, granted, I mean, we, we do get the idea of, okay, this is where the, you know, where the, the, the thing that gave, made everybody touched. It's like, all right, well, that's where you came from was from another dimension, but I don't know. It just, it turned into a totally different type of story. It did. And usually when I'm reading like a fantasy book, I don't like when it becomes sci-fi and I'm not expecting it in the middle of the book. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's a couple examples that it, it, it works because, yeah. you, know, you know, like John Carter, you know, those those are quote-unquote science fiction, but they're really fantasy and a science you know, space opera, and not even space opera. There's basically sand and sword and sandal on Mars, basically. Right. Is what it is. Yeah. You know, so that that's an exception. But but you're right. When 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 you have Victorian era stuff, and then suddenly we have nuclear bombs and 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 lasers and and crazy rednecks. It's like what the heck? I'm not sure I'd call him a crazy redneck. He just had a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I'm just pretending I'm Josh Whedon. Because um, <laughs> I know that's what he's thinking. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. I, I think I'm right there with you, Kevin. I wish they had just stuck with uh, um, steampunk and, and, and kept it as a steampunk uh, world. You, you know, used the, the common steampunk elements that, you know, anybody could find on Wikipedia or if you just type in steampunk wiki or whatever, because they, you know, there's a steampunk wiki, I'm sure. Um, and it gives you all the traits. Um, you know, they, they don't usually have, uh, all this stuff coming out of nowhere, like, like, you know, changing with well, and, and stuff. I mean, it, it's not a steampunk story anymore. It has now it's now when you look at it, you can't look at it from a steampunk perspective. Because right. that's just a function of the time travel. Yeah. It's not like something that's grown organically like steampunk would have. It's something right. that grew out of the touched, which came from the future. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I know steampunk always gets compared with cyberpunk just for, because, you know, they both kind of originated around the same time and they both have the word punk in it. But it, it's a good analogy here. Because, you know, think of Blade Runner, you know, how it, like you said, it organically became the, you know, humanity as a commodity, uh, cybernetics 
and 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 robotic arms and all that stuff goes you know hand in hand and and cloning and all that crap and and that's all came naturally but then they throw in space aliens with um uh time travel yeah then it's no longer cyberpunk exactly (laughs) now i i have a question so if we go off your premise of this should have been the first episode what what would you have thought of the show? Do you think you would be in the same space, headspace, or would, would you be in a different headspace with the show now? Would you like it less or more? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the episode's weak because, again, it's three parts, 20 minutes, way too yeah. much. Yep. So it's a weak episode anyway. Um, but... The story elements, if they had them as episode one, two, and three, and then started the series, then it would have been. I, I think I would be fine with 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 it. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because your expectations wouldn't have had the rug pulled out from under them. Right. Or or you just toss this whole episode and don't even go this route because yeah. again, again, the first three episodes were solid television, not not superstar television like Mirror of East town or anything like that but still good enough and you know i enjoyed yeah. it yeah you know, so so i don't think they have to go any of this route either you know? oh i want to bring up one scene that i loved they showed him using his birds power yeah that was kind of cool that was <laughs> that's probably the best part of the episode i thought yeah yeah me, yeah, me too and, and unfortunately it was like oh let's just add this in for 10 seconds it was cool though, because he saved her with those with those crows. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were all dead. I, I was thinking, oh, maybe they're gonna kill this. That's. I was thinking that was the cliffhanger, not the discovery that everything was space aliens and time travel. But yeah. when she came out, I was expecting maybe they're all dead, and she's the only one came out. But we knew that wasn't the case because they were all there when. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it gets there. Yeah, yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah, because yeah. So we already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading this review um, uh, from Fansided. Uh, well, it's called WinterIsComing.net. Uh, so it originally probably was a Game of Thrones uh, website, but they turned it into all sci-fi fantasy stuff. Um, so it's WinterIsComing.net. And this article is called The Nevers Review, Episode 6, True. And they had some issues with it. They generally liked it. They said they gave it a B, but they definitely had a lot of issues with it too, because they about the, they they agreed with us that the Galanthi giving spores to people without their permission, or at least that's what they think happened. Again, you, I think you're probably right too, Barrett. Which is we don't really learn enough uh, in the first twenty minutes to know if the Galanthi were doing that in the future. They definitely were doing it in 1893. That's for sure. Right there. But they were killed off, too, the ones that had come there. So that there might be some reason for doing that at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they do have a, a lot of problem with uh, that um, that kid that, that can create the shields. Nimble? I like him. What, are the, what is their problem they, with Nimble? They, they were talking about how he became... It's like, like I said about uh, Bonfire Lady, which is he immediately becomes part of the inner circle. Oh, and, yes. And, yeah, and like, I agree. Yeah, and, you know, he's he's already aligned with the Fisher King or, or, or the Beggar King originally. At least that's how he was introduced. Well, no, and, 
kind of work. He he was he's pretty much freelance. He is freelance. He's all about the money, which is why he went with Penance. But right. But again, he's 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 a mercenary. I would say that the problem is not with him becoming part of the inner circle. The problem is with rushed script writing. The story yeah. is rushed, so we don't get enough to give reasons to everything, and right. that is a big problem in any show. Well, well, and they, what they should have done was introduced those characters right from the beginning, Bonfire and yes. Nimble, and yep. they shouldn't have had them on the on the opposite side of Amelia. They should have just had them as background characters, like they yep. did other characters, you know, like like um, like uh, who's the tall girl? What's her name? Prudence. Prudence. Is it? No, no. Is it Prudence? Yeah, it's Prudence. Uh, really? I don't think so, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I know it's a P, but it, I didn't yeah. think it was Prudence. Uh, Primrose. Primrose. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Um, yeah. And, and then Myrtle. Myrtle. What about Myrtle? Do you think she's going to be the villain? Because she was the one that says, I must make you forget. Wasn't that Myrtle? It was, which I thought was weird because she yeah it looked like it was it was i think it was just looking like someone she knew yeah and i don't know why it chose her and there could be a reason that we don't know about but yeah i did find that odd right now i'm gonna throw this out as a left field just to throw it out um and i'm sure the the haters of the podcast uh will say oh they don't even know what they're talking about they didn't see what i said (laughs) but um would you think if they that they could make Amelia become uh, the villain and Malady become a good guy in the last six episodes? They could. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible, right? They could make them both bad. They could that too, yeah. 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 Because, I mean, if you think about, I mean, you can't, you cannot avoid the fact that Amelia, or not Amelia, sorry, um, Malady had, you know, over 16 people gunned down in the middle of a theater. Yeah, there's no way around that. She didn't. You cannot get around that. You cannot get around that. So the court. Unless they retcon it somehow. (laughs) Right, right. Or they pretend it's Game of Thrones where people can just do whatever they want, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fair point. You know, you've got that. You've got the. yeah, I mean that that's kind of a big, you know, right there. That yeah. So I mean it, but I mean you could also make it that it, it's almost like you can make it. Uh, I mean another way you can make it is is that there is no good guy. You know, you you have the antagonist who really isn't a good person. You know, yeah. and I just kind of and then you have I mean really I mean the only. You know, Amelia's not really a good person. The doctor is a, the doctor's kind of good, more or less neutral, just because he he'll treat um, Malady just as much. But I mean, he's he's not happy about it, but he treats her, you know, and then I mean, um, Penance is yeah, Penance she's good. Is a, She's a good person. She's good, but yeah. She, but she's definitely not. So is Augie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Augie's a good person. That's true. Right. And I think it's just, I think right now, I mean, Penance is mostly, she kind of has this, she she looks up to 
Amelia. And so I'm just wondering how soon will it be before she is. Yeah. Uh, stops following Amelia and yeah. says, you know what? I mean, she already did it once last week, right? Last week's yep. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of wondering how long will it be before she says, you know, you're going too far. Right. But, but, it, but if you follow penance, they're going to destroy themselves because her idea, I don't care what Amelia said this week. That was the stupidest plan ever to try to it was, free. It was dumb. A, a, yeah. A mass yeah. Not a smart thing to do. Now, what if Malady has someone from the future in her, but she didn't die, so there's two personalities in her? That's possible, too. That's very possible, yeah. So it might make her more crazy, but able to be more sane at times, too, depending right. on which personality is taking over at the time. Uh, also, that's how they could they could uh, turn Malady into a good guy. Right. Because she, her good personality... It throws out the the creature or the the evil person from the future, or yeah. vice versa. Yep. So they could go that way. Just because, a thought. <laughs> yeah, just a thought. Because we, you can argue, even though the body of Malady killed the people or ordered the people, it's the soul that really determines who you are. And if if one soul fights off the other, then it's not the same person, even if it's the same body. Because you can generally say these their souls, right? I mean, I mean, Molly, that's Molly's body, but yep. Amelia's soul or Stripe's soul is in it. Yep. So it's a different person, completely different human being. Yep. So well, and part of the problem with Malady could be two personalities trying to take over at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. So th- this leaves off basically where. Amelia is says that she's going to tell everybody about the Galanthi, uh, and that she's uh, from the future. Um, meaning, you know, all the other touched is what she's going to do. Now, I'll say one thing: most people would say you're insane. Yeah. But I'll go. I'll give the benefit of the doubt that they'll believe her, and I'll tell you why. Because if you have this weird floating thing that drops spores on people and they suddenly became x-men then anything's possible right (laughs) yeah exactly oh this girl's 10 feet tall (laughs) right okay i she could be telling the truth she might be crazy but i think she's telling the truth especially these people that she's been protecting and helping they're going to be more likely to be you know believer believer. yeah yeah right yeah so so I'll, i'll go with it um now yeah, a lot of lot of unanswered questions in, uh, with this first six episodes, and because who knows how long the layover, if there is even a layover, you know, because again, will they continue, uh, or will they just say, "All right, we're done," and, and just you know, slowly fade away and, and and cancel it? We don't know, but let's assume that they aren't canceling it. If they aren't canceling it, I, I still have no idea what Swan's all about. And that pisses me off. Yeah, that's really disappointing because I, I actually like his character and would like to have seen more about him. Right, and his motivations. It, yeah. It, I mean, you know, so uh, that would be interesting. We, we still don't know. Uh, we didn't get the, the the person in the basement of... of uh, uh, Masson. Masson. 
Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, we generally know what it is. I mean, it, they were so many um, Chekhov's guns, you know, from the gravestone to, <laughs> you know, all, all that. But but again, you know, you, you would you would hope that they, they would answer it. Um, we still don't know what's going on with Lavinia and Haig, really. Um, I don't even know if, if Haig survived. I assume he's still alive. Well, we didn't get anything more with the detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great end in his episode because we got to see him working like Sherlock Holmes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So he hasn't... uh, So they still think Malady's dead. Well, he knows she's not. Right. Uh, So we're assuming that will be one of the first things that will be brought up in episode seven when episode seven happens. Um, Which is... He's going to go and say, yeah, that malady wasn't executed. It was the one-toed uh, lady that was basically the guard for Mary before, um, during her, her, I guess, kidnapping. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I still, I think the thing that bothers me the most, though, is Swan, because his, his whole storyline was fairly large in the first five episodes and it didn't really go anywhere. He just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and they, yeah, and he's not even mentioned nothing about it. And it's like, okay, that was just really bizarre. So yeah, I was, I was kind of, I think that's my, my, one of my main, uh, issues with, well, there's a lot of things I had with this, this episode, but, but that was one of the things that bothered me the most when the credits rolled. I was like, Hada, what about Swan? Are we going to learn anything about what, what his importance is? I still have no idea why he's even in the show. But, we'll find out. Um, well, we may never find out. Depends on if the show survives. Yep. <laughs> um, anything else anybody wanted to talk about on this specific episode before we just do our, you know, little wrap up of the whole season. Mm-mm. All right. So, uh, let's do our little wrap up of the whole season. Um, I don't know if there's really much more. I mean, we kind of discussed it as, as we go, went in and I mean, the big, big wrap up discussion would have been changing it from steampunk to this new mix of sci-fi. Yeah, it's just hard for me to say how the show's going to do with that change-up. Um, I'm concerned that it's going to lose v- viewership when it comes to the next six episodes um, because of that change. But I could be wrong. Maybe people are going to love that change. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it depends on what type of people are watching this show. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, the reason I suggested it uh it was was because of the the steampunk element um so i figured kevin would want to join us because otherwise um um you know i mean you know it could have been a, a, any good show just like like a you know uh mayor of east town you know we could have done a podcast on that instead um but we decided to do the Nevers because I thought that would be more, um, I guess, apt to get Kevin to jump on board with us. Uh, not that 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 it would, you know, Mirror East Town, uh, just me and you doing it, Barrett, wouldn't have been a big deal because I think we would have had a hell of a lot to talk about uh, on that show. Uh, but 
now that it's not steampunk, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm guessing that the large audience was Josh Whedon fans, uh, woman empowerment fans, or or woman, not necessarily even woman empowerment fans, but woman fans who enjoy period piece clothing and stuff. You, you know, like like because this has the woman empowerment superhero thing, but it also has. Well, woman the, empowerment super super thing is a lot like Discovery of Witches. That's true, but but it also has the Downtown Abbey uh, period piece aspect of it too, and a lot uh, of watch Downton that show too. Or Downtown Abbey was started in. Uh, no, I know it was a different time period, but, but yeah, no, no, but 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 my my point was is that it's a a period piece, a drama, um, that I would think would attract a lot of women as well. Um, and then, of course, the steampunk crowd or the science fiction crowd or the or the geek crowd too would be interested. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't caught caught on hugely. I mean, like like for example, as we discussed on a prior episode, the show that follows this, Mirror of Easttown, has like four times the viewership. And again, that could be because it's Kate Winslet, but it also could be because it isn't science fiction and, and science right fiction. it's more down to earth yeah. yeah and also it's it's just a phenomenal show you know i mean i mean that's, it this is. this show is yeah. going to be is a classic i think first you know and this well the nethers is just you know a, a good show i guess um depending on your perspective um so yeah i don't know i don't i don't know what will happen with with the now change in tone um, because it's yeah, it's not really steampunk anymore. I mean, they were really trying to push the steampunk elements, right? I mean, the, the first episode they have the car pop out of the the carriage, you know, and stuff like that. That's real steampunky type stuff. Um, but as the episodes have gone further and further, they've they've kind of gotten away with from it, I think. And and this episode for sure was definitely uh, less steampunk for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's really no steampunk in this. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Um, except maybe the 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 uh, creatures as uh, uh, the touch that have been uh, become zombified by Hague. And oh, know, that's true. Yeah. That was only about three minutes. But that's only about three minutes. You know, and and we had already seen that in the prior episodes. Um. I don't know. Uh, anything else that we want to talk about the whole series? Do you guys think it's going to survive? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm saying it's a coin toss. I, really. I think it's going to get a back six, uh, yeah. but it may. Ju- it depends on how good that back six is and whether it'll get another season. I think they've yeah. invested enough into these six episodes that they're going to want to see a return, um, but I don't know that it'll go on past that. We'll see. Right. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Do you think it's gonna survive for another six episodes, at least? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, it's one of those part of it. Part of me thinks that you know, yeah, they have to finish what they started, but at the same time, do they really? You know, yeah. I mean, it could have been just, hey, you know, we tried this, it didn't work. Too bad. Yeah. So well, I you really, know, I really don't know. 
I, you I, know, it's curious is, is HBO has, has been a little weirder recently. Like, like for example, Lovecraft Country, they kind of made it sound like that would be more than one season when it first came out, like, you know, right before the debut episode. And then as the, the season went and, you know, we know that some of the critics liked it um, and the fans were, were mixed um, and the viewership wasn't that big. It was, it was decent. You know, it was basically the same as the numbers. Um, and rather than saying that it was going to be a sex season, second season or saying they canceled the show and they, they just said nothing. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe they would, they could do that with this here too, where they'll just see, and then maybe try to grow a buzz around it or come back in a year or two and say, yeah, yeah, we're going to make another Lovecraft season. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. The thing about HBO is they don't, usually give up right away <laughs> yeah I, i've noticed but i mean there are some cases where they have but most of their shows that they actually green light go on for a few seasons right right yeah because because one of the weirdest things about hbo is after game of thrones uh folded uh or, or ended i should say they greenlit um a pilot for the the time when the Night King became the Night King, and that sounded pretty awesome. And they had a, a huge act, actress as the lead, which was going to be uh, Naomi Watts, I think it was. Yeah. So 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 it sounded pretty awesome. It's like okay, oh, this is good because the best part of Game of Thrones, in my opinion, wasn't the the uh, Targaryens. It was it was the the um, the the northerner people what were they called again the the uh, the I forget what they call but whatever you know where the stocks came from that that whole northern section of, of Game of Thrones it's been a couple of years so I forget um, and so that I always thought that was the awesomest part of the the, the show plus it was the best characters were all, were all the, up there I felt and so I thought it was going to be all right that's cool but they decided to cancel it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And now they're doing a, a new TV sh episode, uh, a new TV show, Game of Thrones. And it's going to be based on the, the creation of the Targaryen family. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I would have preferred the other one. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so you never know, uh, you know, why they do what they do and whatnot. And ever since Warner Brothers bought them out, HBO definitely isn't the same as it used to be. That's for sure. That is the truth. I mean, they are creating more shows. They used to be, um, you know, you'd see maybe a new show every five years from them. You know, they'd have yeah. some really good shows that would run for a while. But now we're seeing a lot of short episode seasons and very quick runs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and And it's not all good or bad um, right it's some, just, some of it's been really good and some of it some of it's been bizarre but some of it's been really good as well yep um so yeah yeah so i don't know for me so where all that i was just said where, where i was going was do i think there's going to be another six episodes uh if not a season two and i'm thinking that i'm with kevin i, I just don't know because well again, hbo is 
not the HBO we used to know. There's some news today that adds into that as well. So HBO Max is one of many that is going to be joining with Discovery and some other things. AT&T did this big deal, I guess. Right. And so that may change the landscape as well, because we don't know if that's going to change how the money works for them or any of that stuff. So anything could happen. (laughs) Yeah. So for folks who are curious and don't know what's going on, um, basically uh, Discovery Discovery Plus and Time uh, One or not Time One, but One or whatever One or whatever. Um, this merger they're talking about here. Let me, let me see if I can bring up the news. All right, HBO Max and Discovery could combine content. Is what they're saying. Um, so right now, as as folks may know when hbo was bought out by warner brothers a lot of warner brothers stuff began to appear on um hbo and uh this article here which is oddly uh just doing a google search winter is coming.net it talks about under which is the same company that did the other article i brought up tonight uh under new deal hbo max and discovery plus could combine content uh, so that would be HBO. H- so, yeah, basically what it is, is is what it says. Big business news today. According to Variety, AT&T is spinning off Warner Media, the media conglomerate that operates HBO, HBO Max, CNN, Adult Swim, DC Films, and much more. And uh, even though they, they, it's not listed here, I know ESPN is in there too. Uh, and merging it with Discovery, the media conglomerate that operates Discovery Channel and the Discovery Plus streaming service. The new company, which doesn't have a name yet, will be controlled by shareholders from both companies, 71% from AT&T and 29% from Discovery. The whole thing will be headed up by Discovery president, though, and CEO David Zalis. So what does this mean? It says, well, for AT&T, it may be an opportunity to give up on running Warner Media, formerly Time Warner, which it bought in 2018 for $85 billion, but never seemed to quite know what to do with. According to Bloomberg, which original broke this story, AT&T is one of the world's most indebted companies. So maybe this is a way to take some of the pressure off them so they can focus on building up their 5G network. All right. And now what does this mean for us, the viewers? Will AT&T still offer free HBO uh, to subscribers? Will there be any shakeups with content? Uh, it says the best case scenario is that AT&T keeps offering free HBO Max to folks who subscribe to their cable package and that all the Discovery Plus content will get integrated into HBO Max. Yeah, that would uh, be a good case because then we wouldn't have two different services to pay for. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That would be probably the, the best scenario. Yeah. Uh, what that means for things like cnn espn uh, i have no idea uh adult swim and dc films they're already under hbo max anyway so i'm not too worried about that uh cnn i care less about espn i care less about uh um but yes i don't know but what it 
really matters is that Discovery content would be dropped into HBO Max is what would happen. So, uh, so yeah, but with all that craziness gone, who knows what that means for any show, especially one that is a niche audience like The Nevers. Also, um, it also means that more companies becoming uh, monopolies. Yes. <laughs> Which is never a good thing. Well, you know, in some ways I agree with you, it's never a good thing. But in this particular case, if we can combine some streaming services, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because there's starting to be too many streaming services. And, you know, it's going to be, be impossible soon to be able to watch everything you want to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. So yeah, right at this point, what 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 does this mean for bodices and, and for bodices and corsets? The Nevers podcast. It means that we will be on hiatus until the next season comes. Uh, so what does that mean? And basically, what happens is is that, for example, myself, Kevin, and Barrett do another podcast called The Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires. Uh, a podcast on the television series A Discovery of Witches on Shudder. Uh, that show we did similar to what we did here. And after season one, it went on hiatus and it supposedly will come back in early 2022, I think. And uh, we will be back then to do episodes on that in 2022. Uh, so assuming that this show, The Bodices and Corsets, the Nevers podcast uh, has six more episodes, at least for another for the season one to come back. We will return then. Um, I think that's pretty much it, right? I mean, yep. Yeah, Kevin, any, any further thoughts on that? Nope. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. So I guess we can give our final thoughts on episode five. I mean, no, episode six. True. And I guess the season as a whole, or half season as a whole. Uh, so, Kevin, why don't you start? Uh, okay, the, the episode, like I said, at the, at the start of this um, podcast episode, that the episode answered some questions, raised up some good ones uh, based on the, you know, based on the, the, the new uh, addition to the story. Um, I still like the show. I hope they go more. I still hope that they keep with the steampunk theme and that this future thing is only a, a one time like background backstory thing in that, uh, it'll continue to be steampunk, but if not, I'll still watch it till the, you know, till the end, if they do make more and, um, we'll see what happens next. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, uh, for the episode, as I said earlier, pretty much uh, where Kevin is, it was kind of an uh, unfortunate turn where where they went, uh, changing the whole backstory of what we may have thought it is to this new big reveal that I don't really think was as amazing as, as I think the showrunner thought it was going to be. Um, it, it was very muddled. Uh, too much 
in one episode um and uh i think some uh bad uh choices if not um uh drastic choices um as kevin uh the show's still pretty good uh the first three episodes were really solid tv um unfortunately the last three weren't as good probably the reason why it, it's not receiving great reviews by critics um but uh generally um uh i've enjoyed my experience with the television series uh unfortunately um the mayor of east town is after this on hbo and unfortunately in the sense that unfortunate for the nevers because the mayor of east town is an incredible show and this show uh looks mediocre compared to it so maybe maybe if they weren't back to back i i would look at the show a little differently but i don't think so i, I still think i think the show is just okay and uh whatnot but uh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to uh coming back uh assuming there is six more episodes to discuss uh on future episodes of bodices and corsets the nervous podcast barrett yeah um i liked this episode i still think the first three episodes are the best of the season this episode, um, I again, I feel like there, you know, so many shows are going to the six episode format now that they're trying to fit too much in when there's a big storyline, and I think it hurts this show in particular because um, we had th- three different sections in this episode that each could have had their own episode. Um, as far as the series, I like it. Um, it I agree with you. Mayor of East Town is definitely a much better show, but it is very different. Um, for a steampunk show, I really like this, but now it's turned into a kind of a different show. So I have to, I'm going to have to see where the next six episodes go for me to say what this series means to me eventually. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, that was our discussion of, Episode six, true, which was the finale of the mid-season break. Um, we uh, will be on hiatus as a podcast uh, until the season restarts. Um, that doesn't mean we are gone. Uh, myself, Barrett, and Kevin appear on other podcasts on the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, some of the podcasts that we will be on uh, that you'll find us is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, that's the main podcast that myself, Barrett, and, and Kevin can be found. Uh, also, um, other podcasts that uh, we are on um, uh, is the Dark Discussions Podcast, uh, which is also a weekly podcast uh, that discusses genre films. Uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews does as well. Um, and then, uh, there's various other podcasts as well. There may be uh, some upcoming television series, um, sh- uh, podcasts coming up. Uh, there's also, um, some themed, uh, episodes for the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast that are coming up. Uh, so, uh, please check us out on all those other podcasts as well. If not, uh, we will see you folks, obviously, when the Nevers returns. Uh, any final things you want to say, Kevin, to our listeners? 
thank you for listening and I hope we will get a chance to talk with you again. And Barrett, why don't you lead us out? Thanks again for joining us on uh, Bodices and Corsets, the Neverest podcast. Um, join us on the back half of the six if it occurs, and we will talk more about the show. <laughs> <laughs>